0: Living in the end and embodying the state of the wish fulfilled. Hello, and welcome to the Skellington Grin podcast, a place of conversation, exploration, and connection through spirituality. I'm your host, Alice B. Skellinger, and today we will be talking about living in the end and embodying the state of the wish fulfilled. And the reason why i want to talk about this is because it's so important to recognize sometimes that when we live in the state of the wish fulfilled and we embody that version of ourselves that we hope to be that is when we decide that we don't rely on the future And some future event to to give us what we want. And we aren't just manifesting it into existence. We are aligning with the vibration and the frequency of what already is. And recognizing that what we desire already exists. Because we create it. We create this reality for ourselves. And I know that might sound like a far-fetched idea to some. But if you're here it's probably not that far-fetched to you. So, so, what we're going to be talking about in this episode is also going to be some of the most common blocks that we will impose on ourselves or that we will have imposed onto us and then we will create that as our narrative um, that can stop us from living in the end and stop us from being in this embodiment of the wish fulfilled. So, without further ado, let's dive right into this episode. So Before I get into the idea of living in the end and embodying the wish fulfilled, I want to talk about those blocks first because in order for me to go further and explain what it means to truly live in the end, we must first look at some of the most common blocks. Um, and The reason why I want to look at the most common blocks first is so that you can get an idea of what can come up when you are trying to live in the state of the wish fulfilled and, and sometimes what winds up being ingrained within us f- for such a long period of time that can tell us, oh, well, wait a minute, how can, we, how can we live in the wish fulfilled and how can we say, oh, that it already exists when it doesn't, right? Right. So one of the most common blocks that we can impose on ourselves is to simply just take stock of the present reality. Our present reality is more often than not going to be a reflection of our inner reality. So what winds up happening is this. The way we think and feel and act towards ourselves and the way we feel that we deserve to be treated is going to create our experience with other people, with money, with whatever it is in our lives that we are interacting with. And we will wind up having these narratives that say, oh, well, um, we say, say we're struggling with money. And and that's kind of been one of the biggest things for for the past two years, with you know um, businesses closing and people having to go on unemployment because they were unable to um, they were unable to go to work because of restrictions and different things like that. And then once we started opening back up again, we still had restrictions and we still had um, all of these different things in place and and everything like that, right? So. One of the biggest things that people have been, you know, trying to get back into is this state of financial stability and financial abundance even. And so, so if you're trying to attract money and you're saying, oh, well, um, I'm always going to be broke because of XYZ thing in my life because I grew up this way or because of this belief system that I have towards money or you'll think that you know money is the root of all evil and, and just different things like that. Whatever your belief systems are towards money is going to shape how you attract money and how you handle money and how you deal with money and how you budget or don't budget and how you spend and how you save and how you um, actually feel about having the job that you have and the kind of jobs that you will settle for as opposed to going for um, higher career pursuits. So if you are looking at your present reality and you are saying, oh, well, I'm broke. And I'm always going to be broke because of X, Y, Z factor. And you're blaming this external factor instead of looking at, okay, well, what are my belief systems towards money? How do I feel about having money? What have I been taught about money? And therefore, how has that shaped my belief systems? Who taught me this? And... And then how did I adapt these belief systems and adopt these belief systems that are actually keeping me stuck not being able to do much more than live paycheck to paycheck? And when you get to the root cause of, of why you are experiencing what you are experiencing, and you recognize that the root cause is more or less likely to do more with you and how you believe about these different things as opposed to what other people have said and what other people have done and, and you know, what, what your external world is when it comes to your job and it comes to other different things. Then you will get into this state where you, you recognize what you can then do to be able to change what it is that is going on. And instead of looking at the problem, you can look at the solution and you can say, okay, well, I decide here and now that I am going to learn how to budget. I decide here and now that I am going to look at my expenses and total them up to then recognize how much money I do need to make for those expenses and get into this state of maybe making more than that so that I will also be able to have money on the side in case of emergencies or even just to, you know, have a little bit of money to spend every single month to do something nice for myself. And you can embody that by, by getting into the, the root problem. You can embody that by looking at the root problem and evaluating where you are But then also looking at the present reality and saying, okay, well, this doesn't have to be the only reality. And this doesn't have to be my only reality. And this doesn't have to be my dominant reality. This doesn't have to be my dominant vibration if it doesn't feel good. Aha. If it doesn't feel good. You are allowed to feel good about having money. You are allowed to feel good about having a beautiful relationship. You are allowed to feel good about your beliefs towards something. You are allowed to feel good. You are allowed to feel good. And when you feel good about something, when you feel good about yourself, that is when you become more magnetic, more attractive, and you start actually manifesting into your reality what it is that you desire because you instead of looking at it as oh well I'm trying to attract money I'm trying to attract a relationship I'm trying to attract this new job I'm trying I'm trying I'm trying and I'm manifesting I'm manifesting I'm manifesting when you get into this idea that you are aligned with what what it is that you want and and that you will get it and that you know you already have it and then you align with this belief system of even if I don't get it I'll still be happy because maybe there's something better on the way maybe there's something better right around the corner maybe this opportunity wasn't the opportunity that I should have taken but I went for it and I I put myself out there I put my feelers out there and then a, and then a better more aligned opportunity came along and you wind up recognizing that you wind up getting more of what you desire because you have aligned with it, instead of just, oh, I'm manifesting it because I want it. Oh, I, oh, I want it. 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 I want to be this. I want to be this creator. I wanna. I want to be, um, you know, a successful YouTuber. I want to be a. Um, a you know full-time youtuber I want to be a full-time content creator I want to be a full-time artist I want to be a full-time musician if you continue to just look at it as I want 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 the universe is going to continue to say "Uh, yeah you do buddy like you know and and you're going to continue to look at it as I don't have it so therefore I'm miserable instead of saying it's on its way or it's already here i am embodying the state of being this person that has this thing so i'm going to act as if i already have this thing in place in my life and do the things that the person that i want to be would do say you want to be a full-time musician for example so i'll give you this example one of my favorite bands since i was 16 i'm i'm 28 almost and um, so, so for the past 12 years, one of my favorite bands has been Motionless and White. They are a really big name right now, all right? And if you know me, you know how much I love their music. You know that I have almost every album. Um, you know that I first saw them when I was 16 and um, they were on tour with Skylight Drive and I heard their music for the first time at that show and I wound up buying the Creatures album. Uh, that was when the Creatures album had come out, it was 2010, um, and I love their music and I love their style because they're very much into horror and you know they're very into like the whole like emo goth thing and um, their, their music is very reminiscent of like Breaking Benjamin and Bleeding Through and, and all of those different things. and um and now they're starting to kind of incorporate a, a bit more like uh synths into their music and they've done um re- like synth uh 80s style remixes and and like vaporwave and and um and uh and synth remixes of some of their songs and they've even done cinematic versions of some of their songs and like their music is just it's so powerful it's exactly what we need um And and the reason why I say it's exactly what we need is some of their lyrics, some of their songs, especially things like Cyberhex and Scoring the End of the World from from their new album that drops on Friday. Um, uh, Title track that I just mentioned is Scoring the End of the World, by the way. Um, Which is their sixth studio album. Their sixth studio album. Holy, holy ballsack, all right? (laughs) Like, (laughs) um, but one day way back in like the mid 2000s um the lead singer Chris who is the only standing OG member of the band now um decided one day that he wanted to form a band with his friends and he did it and he said all right I'm a musician now he originally wanted to just be like on drums or, or guitar or something like that. He wanted to be playing an instrument more than he wanted to be a lead singer. But then he, he kind of was like, all right, I'll give this a try. He did it. He started embodying that. He had fun with it. <laughs> and, and now he is where he is now with this band, Motionless and White, that has gone through several member changes, <laughs> um, and and went from being a six member band to being a five member band. Uh, <laughs> um, when when I first saw them, they were a six member band. They had uh, a rhythm guitarist, a bassist, a guitarist, a pianist. <laughs> um, well, not a pianist, a keyboardist. My bad. They, okay, so when I when I saw them when I was sixteen during the Creatures era, they had a keyboardist. They had a drummer. They had a rhythm guitarist, a bassist, a lead guitarist, and then Chris. So they were a six-member band. They are now a five-member band. But they have evolved in such a way because they continued to say, all right, we are musicians, we are creators... We are writing music that we want to write. We are doing something that we really want to do, that we're really passionate about. We're building a fan base. We're connecting with people through music. We're, um, we're booking gigs. We're, we're headlining tours. And, and they continue to do that. And they continue to embody that. And continue to embody that. And continue to embody that. And now they are in their mid thirties and they're still doing it. And they're like, all right, this is where we're at. And this is what we want to do. And this is, this is what we want to provide to the world. And, and we're collaborating even with our fan base by asking them, okay, um, what's your favorite song that we've released so far off the album? What, uh, what, what's your favorite artwork that we've released for the new album? Um, here's the new merch drop. Here's the, this, here's the, that, um, looking at our previous albums what did you like that we did um and and what would you like to what would you hope to see us incorporate in the the next album that you really really liked on the last one and and even though they're still writing music for themselves and they're still doing what it is that they want to do with their music they're also engaging with their fans and listening to the feedback and they're like all right so this is what they did like this is what they maybe didn't like all right um, this is what we like and we're glad that the fans liked this, you know, and, then just different things. And it's just, it's so like, it's one of the best examples that I have right now of embodying the, the state of the wish fulfilled and embodying that version of yourself that you see yourself as. And I'm also going to, to pin, um, another member of, of the band. All right. So one of the biggest more most popular members um, of the band for the past 12 years has been Ricky he went from being the bassist to being the guitarist to to being the rhythm guitarist and like back and forth between bass guitar rhythm guitar blah 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 um but (laughs) Rick had a a tumbler under the name fuck yeah Ricky horror and he used to write all the freaking time, and I and I've read some of his stuff uh, because I used to be a, a Tumblr nerd back then too, and I and I used to read his stuff on Tumblr. And there was one interview that he did um, during the infamous era, and he said, "All right, maybe one day um, I will write a book," because one of the questions that he got asked in that interview was will you ever write a book? Because people were reading his stuff on Tumblr and, and he was writing these beautiful pieces, by the way. And, um, you know, like he was writing little short stories. He was doing advice columns. He was doing all kinds of shit. And the way in which he writes, the way in which he wrote back then and then the way in which he still writes and the way in which he's still very creative is just like beautiful. And and when people were reading his stuff on Tumblr, they were like this guy should write a book. 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 This guy needs to write a book. And 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 he said, "All right, maybe in 10 years, um I'll I'll publish a book." And 10 years from that interview, he wound up publishing a book of short stories. And I've read it. I've read it several times. There are some short stories that I'm just like, dude, this is kind of, it's kind of off the wall. <laughs> but like, you know, it, it, it being off the wall is what also makes it attractive because it's it's the kind of stuff that it's like. I watch movies like this. <laughs> I, I I watch TV shows like this. Some of this is based on reality. Some of this is based on, you know, stories that he's heard from other people. And he's even said that, um, you know, like when pitching the book, he was like, some of these stories are stories that I've heard, stories that I've read, stories that I just created up in my in my mind, stories that have, you know, some influence from uh, TV shows that I have watched, different things like that. And he published that book. It's called Gloom. I am not sponsored by any of these people. All right. But the book is called Gloom. I, I highly recommend you read it if you like uh, short stories and you like, um, you know, kind of like horror things and and you know mystery things because there's there's a good bit of, there's a good balance of horror, there's a good balance of mystery, there's a good balance of comedy, there's a good balance of absolutely just what the fuck <laughs> like. <laughs> so I highly recommend you 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 read it if you, if you're into stuff like that. Um. But he also is doing short films. And he winds up doing little short films every now and again. And, and does um, a lot of the tour updates. Him and one other person, uh, Logan Beaver, wind up doing a lot of the tour updates. Um, oh, actually, no. I take that back. Him and two other people. Um, their friend Bryce and their friend Logan. Logan. Uh, wind up doing a lot of the tour updates for the band but they my point is is that they are people who are a good representation of embodying the person that you want to be and being in the state of the wish fulfilled and not just looking at the future as some goal that you need to hit but being along for the ride doing what it is that you love to do doing what it is that you want to do taking breaks when you need to embodying who you are embodying the person that you want to be and fucking going for it (laughs) and and once you step into that i am this i am a musician I am an artist. I am a writer. I am a film editor. I am a this. I am a that. Whatever you decide that you are today, and if you embody that, and then you wind up doing the things that that person would do, you wind up having the life that you desire to have. Because you are embodying that state of doing what you want to do already. You're not looking at the future and saying, oh, well, I'll do it in 10 years. Oh, well, I'll do it in this. You know, and even if you're saying, all right, well, maybe in 10 years I will, I will do that um, because maybe it's a goal, but it's not something that is feasible right now, but it is something that I've thought about, so maybe I'll do it, you know? And then over time you just decide, all right, I'm gonna do it. But when you're living in, the state of the wish fulfilled, when you're living in the end, when you're living in and embodying the like image that you want to have and and being the person that you want to be and just existing as the person that you want to be, then you, you wind up removing any kind of blocks that could possibly come up. And even when you have doubts in yourself and even when you feel like you're you're having like imposter syndrome because, oh, well, somebody else has already done this and somebody else has already created this and somebody else is already doing it. So why why should I do it? What kind of value am I going to leave if I do the same thing instead of looking at that instead of, you know, comparing yourself to other people and and looking at, oh, well, other people have already done it. So why should I do it? or I've been told that it won't be lucrative, so why am I going to do it? I've been told that I need to follow a different path, so I should follow the path that people have told me to follow. Once you remove all of that, and you just step into the reality that you want to have, and you embody the state of the wish fulfilled, you wind up becoming more magnetic. You wind up becoming more attractive. You wind up becoming more confident. And you wind up getting what it is that you want. Because you started from being and then you did it and then now you have it. You see? And, and one of the biggest blocks that comes up is that we are often told that we have to do something in order to have it and then in order to be it. So we'll be told, okay, well, we need to um, apply for this job and work up the ladder to be able to then be financially stable. And we need to work up a ladder. We need to go up a ladder. We need to continue to climb. We need to continue to climb in the way that someone else has designated for us. Whether it's going to college and pursuing higher education to then get a degree to then get a good job. Or it's climbing the ladder at our current job to be able to promote and promote and promote and promote until the point where we can't promote anymore. And, and we're we've got a cushy salary, you know, and, and we are told that that is the the way that it works. And that that is the only path that there is sometimes. And when we are told that that is the only path that we is that there is, we start to accept that. When we are told certain things for majority of our lives, we start to accept that. And that leads me to the second block. Uh, the, the second most common block. And the reason why I'm talking about the blocks so much is because they're frequent, and they happen, and they're common, and they happen to a lot of people. One of the biggest blocks that we can impose on ourselves comes from childhood, and I'm going to tell you why. When we are young, when we are between the ages of 2 and 10, is where we develop most of our ideas towards emotional availability. Our needs being met, our wants being listened to, our voices being heard, and our communication skills with other people because of our relationships with our parents and the adults in our lives. And when we go through an experience where maybe our parents are showing us that our needs won't exactly be met. Or our parents are showing us that they're not always going to be emotionally available to us. Or that when we want something and we don't get it and we throw a temper tantrum because we're not getting it, instead of our parents, you know, trying to recognize the tantrum and speak to us in a way that can maybe quell the tantrum. And, and then say, okay, well, look, this is just not going to happen today. I'm sorry, but this is, this is something that can't happen today. Let's quell the tantrum. Why are we, why are we, you know, having this tantrum and, and kind of looking at the reason why the kid is having the tantrum instead of just yelling at them or slapping them or whatever to, to get them to stop. when we when we are having tantrums especially when we are having tantrums or we are crying or whatever and instead of <clears throat> being spoken to like we are a human being that has needs and has triggers and has wants um instead we are you know punished for throwing a tantrum or we are um or we are you know slapped and told to to shut up or we are told to stop crying or we are scolded you know in public and different things like that we wind up developing this idea that whenever we have needs whenever we want something that we're going to be shut down and we're going to be hit or we're going to be told no or we're going to you know meet this emotionally unavailable person. And then we also become emotionally unavailable to ourselves and other people. And that is how we attract more emotionally unavailable people. We learn that most often in our formative years. And that is why it is so important to treat your children in a way that Will have a positive impact on them, and and that's why that's a, that's a that's a story for another time, and and I'm not going to really like delve too much into that because it, it's it's kind of more of like a you know I'm not trying to give parenting tips here, but um, like that's not me, but um, but when what we learn in our formative years takes a lot of a toll on our adult life when we, when we have to heal from abandonment issues or emotionally unavailable issues or narcissistic parents or anything like that where we have gone through not having our needs met, where we have gone through not being able to be seen as a human being and just be seen as a child who should be seen and not heard. Or, or anything like that, any kind of negative narrative as such. When we become adults, we have to unlearn all of these behaviors and we have to face our own um, abandonment issues and we have to heal those within ourselves in order to then recognize how we can remove resistance and become more irresistible and become more attractive and become more n- magnetic. And it is so common that the people who believe that they they can't do something creative and, and become a creator and become successful doing that, they've been told, oh, well, um, how are you going to make money doing that? How, it, how is that going to be fruitful for you? Um, <clears throat> is, that, is that feasible for you? And they've been torn down and shot down by people who were supposed to love them. When you're shot down by people who are supposed to love you, it winds up giving you this, this idea that you can't do it. And you adopt that idea and you and you tell yourself oh, well, I shouldn't do this. Oh, well, what I do is not going to be valuable. Oh, well, I'm not worthy. Oh, well, I can't have this. Oh, well, I don't deserve love. Oh, well, I deserve to, you know, attract emotionally unavailable people because that's comfortable to me because that's all I've known. And it creates this position for us where we're unable to really live in the state of the wish fulfilled and be the person that we want to be because we feel like this person that we want to be is so far out of our reach and then we wind up putting that person that we want to be or that relationship that we want to have or that dream job that we want to have or that car or that house we wind up putting it on a pedestal and we wind up saying I need to become and do xyz to be able to get there and a future event will put me there and a future event will make me happy. Instead of recognizing that we can be happy right now and that we can choose to do the thing that it is that we know is going to make us happy. We can choose to do the thing that it is that we know is going to propel us further on our journey in life. We can choose to enjoy the journey and enjoy the process and, and embody the state of being who we want to be, and showing up as that every single day. And the reason it's so important is because we need to validate and value ourselves. And once we validate and value ourselves, and once we say that we are what it is that we want to be, not only do we become more attractive, but we wind up getting out of this idea that we need other people to constantly validate us. And we also make healthy space for those people to come in and support us. And we allow them to do things for us because we are not, you know, shutting ourselves off. We're not so focused on, you know, yes, we are independent beings who don't need other people to make us happy or other things to make us happy we are choosing to be happy on our own and choosing to create our own happiness and then sharing it with the outside world and if we are unhappy we communicate that and we find ways to be happy again and we explore what it is that can make us happy and we explore what it is that we need to do to take care of our mental health and we explore what it is that we need to do to take care of our physical health and our spiritual health and our emotional health and we don't always rely on other people to just do that for us but we communicate with the people that we love hey this is what's going on um this is how you can help me This is what I need from you. Hey, um, I'm having a rough day. May I lean on you? You know, and and we wind up taking that power into ourselves and we say, all right, we are worthy of love. We are worthy of support. People do choose us because we choose ourselves. And when you choose yourself and you step into this embodiment of being the person that you want to be you choose to say i am this person i am this successful person i am this person that i want to be i am the best version of myself today then people will start to choose you because you can't force someone to choose you you can't push someone you can't chase after someone they're going to keep running right you're going to you're going to actually repel them If you wind up chasing and 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 chasing, it's the same thing with money. If you wind up chasing and chasing and chasing and chasing and chasing and looking at I don't have enough money. Or I want more money. Or I want more of this thing. When you say that you want more of something You focus on the lack thereof of having it. And you focus on I don't have enough. I don't have this person's validation so therefore I'm not worthy. I don't have this person's undivided attention 24-7, so therefore they don't love me. I don't have this amount of money, so therefore I am going to stay broke. (laughs) Instead of telling yourself, I am comfortable with where I am. I can accept the things that even make me uncomfortable and the things that I can't control and change and what I do is instead of trying to control and manipulate the things that I can't I focus on myself and recognize that I can control my actions and reactions I can control my responses I can um, be in charge of my own emotional responses I am in charge of my own emotional responses I am in charge of my happiness. I am in charge of my life. I am the person that I want to be right here, right now. I have enough. I love my life. I am thankful for the sun rising every morning. I am thankful for the bed that I sleep in every night. I am thankful for the pillow under my head every night. I am thankful for the fact that I get to wake up do, my, do the things that I want to do in my day, have the day that I want to have, have the happiness that I deserve, have the prosperity that I, that I have coming to me every single day, have that abundance, have that love, have that joy. And I am thankful that I get to go to bed every night and wake up and repeat. I am thankful that I get to go to bed every night and wake up every morning and choose to have a good day. I am thankful that I have the life that I want to live. I am confident in the fact that I can attract what it is that I desire. I am confident in the fact that the loving relationship that I desire to be in is here now or is on its way. I am confident that I will have this loving relationship in my life. I am confident that I am deserving of this loving relationship in my life. I am confident that my creative endeavors will be able to garner lucrative success. I am confident that I am a successful content creator. I am confident that I am a successful full-time YouTuber. I am confident that I am a successful full-time musician. I am confident that I will be able to get this gig at such and such place to be able to play with my band and, and maybe get recognized, (laughs) you know, and, and just different things. When you decide for yourself that you are in alignment with the vibration of what it is that you desire, instead of looking at your reality and saying, oh, well, I don't have it. When you can get into the state of the wish fulfilled, when you can live in the end, you wind up recognizing that you are so much more powerful and that your life has so much more meaning because you are just being. You are a human being instead of just a human doing so that you can be a human having so that then you can be a human being. You are a human being who is a human doing who is a human having. So how can you live in the state of the wish fulfilled? The best way that you can do it is to... Not necessarily write it down. I mean, if you want to write it down because having your affirmations written out works for you, go ahead. That is the way that that you do it. But basically, visualize where you see yourself. You can write it out. You can speak it out. You can close your eyes and, and meditate on it and visualize it in your mind. And and visualize it in your in your body and feel it in your heart and feel it in your body feel it in your gut and you can sit within that state for a few minutes 5 minutes 10 minutes however long sit within that state sit with that visualization and be aware of exactly How that version of you feels. How does that version of you act? How does that version of you speak to yourself and to others? What does that version of you do? Are you happy with that version of you? And then tell yourself that that is the version of you that you are embodying today. That is the version of you that you want to be today. And don't wait for blocks to be removed to take action on what it is that you want to do. Because if you're waiting around for blocks to be removed, if you're waiting around for other people to meet your conditions, if you're waiting around for um, the timing to be right, you're going to be waiting for forever. Instead, take action towards your goals. Take action towards what it is that you want to do. Say, okay, I want to be a full-time YouTube creator. Start creating daily videos. I want to be a full-time musician. Start setting aside time once a day or even once a week. Like, if, if all you can do is once a week, do it once a week. If all you can do is once a day do it once a day for 30 minutes to an hour and write something even if it's just writing lyrics and you and you don't have the melody out yet write something practice honing your skill even if it means all right in order to feel feel good today um maybe i don't have the the willpower to to write my own song, but in order to make sure that I'm honing my skill, I'll practice a riff. I'll practice a riff that I really like. Or hey, I have this melody in my head. I'm going to practice it out and record it and 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 get it get it somewhere so that I can at least have it out. And then I can hone it and and create more with it and and maybe start writing lyrics to go with it later. If you want to be a full-time artist, sketch something today. Sketch something, draw something, paint something, hone your craft, hone your hone your skill. If you want to be a full-time tarot reader, learn how to read. Learn how to read the tarot. Pick up a tarot deck with a with a guidebook. You know, um, or if someone has gifted you a tarot deck and you and you kind of been just letting it sit there, um, pick it up. Pick it up today. Shuffle it. Align your energy with it. Cleanse it if you need to, and then find a resource that can help you um, learn how to read the cards and and learn the, the story of the tarot. And then learn how to look at the cards and read them intuitively. Whatever it is that you want to do, take action towards that today. Tell yourself that you are that version of yourself that you want to be and take action towards that today. Because then you will be able to have what it is that that version of you has. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave a rating and review. Not only will that rating and review help me, but it will also help others like you know to tune into this podcast. If you would like to discuss anything that was talked about in this episode, or you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to send me an email at cartomancybyalice at gmail.com. Through that email, you can also suggest topics of discussion for future episodes. If you would like to connect with me on social media, feel free to follow me at Skellington Grin on Instagram and TikTok. If you would like a private reading, feel free to book a private reading through my website at skellingtongrin.square.site or by sending me an email to cardomancybyalice at gmail.com. I hope that you have a wonderful day and you continue to have great conversations, make beautiful explorations, and form amazing connections through spirituality. I love you.